I double flipped a guy off once. Remember that when he said something to you? I can't remember what he said. No, I don't even remember that. But I remember just like looking, turning and just like looking at the guy like I couldn't believe it. And then I double flipped him off. I never do that. You know, I'm the, I'm a kind-hearted soul. Yeah, yeah, you're like a little pastor guy. <laughs> That's me, the little pastor guy. <laughs> he never says this. <laughs> you're listening to Runner's Block, a two gomers podcast about regular people chasing big goals by confronting one barrier at a time. This is episode seven. I feel objectified and unsafe for the week of April 18th, 2021. everybody to runner's block this is anthony speaking one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from atlanta georgia with my friend steven all the way out in flagstaff arizona hey oh hey man so dude this is a big episode very important topic yep. and we have an incredible guest your wife jessica's gonna be here pumped we just got the interview done Yep. Ooh, it's good. And so we're not yeah. going to spend a ton of time here at the top, yep. but we always do like to start our each episode with a little bit of a check-in with each other, how we're doing mm-hmm. on our training towards our big goal this year, which is mm-hmm. a half marathon together. Wow. Races are opening up, opening up the registrations. And so we're close to announcing what that race will be exactly as soon as we figure it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> the world is still in flux. But yep. there are signs of normalcy, right? And don't forget, sometimes we do decide on a race, and then one mm-hmm. of us gets hit by a car, and then we have to push it back. So nothing is ever really set in stone, even if we've bought plane tickets and <laughs> registered for the actual race. <laughs> right. One day, maybe on that bucket list, New York City, that's on my bucket list. Ooh, and yeah. dude, Atlanta, the original, original, original plan. recipe. Yeah. Yep. 11 herbs and spices, the Publix, <laughs> Atlanta Marathon, right? Yeah. One day, maybe. Someday, or someday. Half. Yeah, we, I, yeah. I, what I, something I love about restarting in earnest, right? The, mm-hmm. the running podcast yep. is that I think a lot of those bi- big bucket list stuff, big goals, those are yep. still, the, the, it feels like those are reemerging as possibilities in our future. Totally. But it's the half marathon. We're set on doing that together. At the end of 2021 or early 2022, how has your wait a minute? What you you you've been training for a 10k, right? Mm, that's right. And this episode comes out after my birthday, so you could just go out, go ahead and look me up on Runkeeper, see if I did it. That's this is yeah. some good pre accountability. Like you and I always have that like pre accountability chat sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure, dude. My family's going away for the week, and I just need to make sure I don't eat, like, total crap the entire week. You know, like, we've been doing that yep. for our oh, entire yeah. lives. For probably since high school. Yeah. We've been <laughs> giving each other pre-accountability. Actually, totally. the, the interview coming up, there's some pre-accountability, I feel yeah. like, in the mix. For sure. So we're recording this the day before your birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. 
you turn 42 tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's it. You've been talking the past couple of episodes about how one of your goals has been to run a 10K this weekend. Yes. Sorry, so, run 10K this weekend. Uh, I said right. a. Mm, well, shame okay, on see, me. I was thinking about this earlier. This is yeah. a 10K. This is the 42nd, the first annual only <laughs> run by one person, <laughs> Anthony Georgeson, 42nd birthday 10K. I take your meaning. It's not a training run. You've been right, training exactly. for this race. Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. Then let's say it with pride. You're doing a 10K this coming yes, weekend in celebration of your birthday. Yeah. Yep. So I can't do it on my actual birthday because I have a double recording the Brahms Violin Concerto, uh-huh. which is like literally one of my favorite pieces of all time. I'm so pumped when it got on the schedule because I was like, mm. man, something really, really fun and rewarding that I get to do on my birthday. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, which in these days of, you know, the the way the world's been, it's awesome that we get to make music. So super pumped about that. That'll actually be available. Dude, if anybody in the Gomer Nation ever wants to check it out, Atlanta Symphony Virtual Concerts, mm. you can subscribe and check them out. I'm doing that right now. See your boy playing the bassoon. <laughs> what could be better than that? Actually, yeah, come on. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm saying that with some levity, but it yeah. is really exciting to see Anthony playing bassoon. Totally. He is no Gomer when it comes to that. A total pro. So yep. awesome. So yeah, go. is there just Atlanta Symphony Orchestra dot com dot org? Uh, or you can okay. just Google like Atlanta Symphony Virtual Concerts. You can totally check that out. That'd be sweet. One of my cousins, we had a virtual, you know, a Zoom Christmas. Uh-huh. And she was like, dude, I've been watching you guys since September. And I was like, what? Like from Chicago. Wow. And it just, yeah. it was super neat. She was like, so, and it's actually also been awesome because my mom uh, and some of my other family members, um, my dad, like they've been able to see, mm. you know, that's a silver lining. Yes. All this is like, how often has my mom been able to get season tickets to the Atlanta Symphony? Never. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. So I got my birthday 10K coming up. Uh, just wanted to just mention real quick on Saturday, however time works out, I just pulled the nation on Instagram. Yeah. It's pouring rain all day. Yep. And it was going to let up at night, but I was like, what do y'all think? Should I go run in the rain, mm-hmm. eat the frog, drinking game, or shake a shot? Everybody. Or should I wait till the night when I'm going to be exhausted and be grumpy all the friggin' day? I didn't put it like that because when you do a poll on Instagram, you, it has to be like five words on each side. Right. But that's what it was going to be. Eat the frog now and be sort of miserable for an uh-huh. hour or be miserable all day terrible to my family not take a shower and then <laughs> run exhausted dance. yeah grumpy not terrible you know what i mean just i know what you mean yeah there's there's this difference between when you do something that you said you were going to do and when you don't right that, it just, that's it. it it just feels it feels very different to you and sometimes it comes out on other people and people may not know it but yeah right. when when you have that dread of a run at night mm-hmm. that's that's why again i'm going to keep preaching Eat the frog, morning rules. In the morning. I am awakened to that. Yep. I'm I'm a frog woke. So <laughs> I did I did my five miler. Yeah. I, I I I put it up on the instas. I said, you know, I'm slow. It's not yep. pretty, but I did it. 
Yeah. So my one, like, just just two quick notes. One is that if you've been listening to us for 12 years, you're like, man, you guys go up and down. Well, you go up and down and up and down. 3.4 miles is, like, totally my wall right now. I just wanted to mm. put that on the record. Like, You've I identified where you bonk. Uh, totally bonked. <laughs> I, I'm runner's high, happy <laughs> as heck, even though there was rain. Uh-huh. And But I'm, like, I'm happy. You can feel the endorphins. You can feel the depression and anxiety just like leaving your head like you're taking the garbage out amazing that, yeah. that's why running rules but 3.4 and i looked I, I was like i bonked i looked at my things 3.4 so that's better than it was and i think that's just going to keep going up well that's what i'm wondering will that wall oh kind of absolutely go back and back and higher and higher yeah it's fun to watch but, i'm glad you're paying attention to that that's awesome the other quick note is i do feel slow and mm. I, I just feel heavy, dude. Yeah. Like, and so we've been talking about weight a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, not going to name numbers, not going to compare or anything like that. I'm just feeling like just for practical purposes, not even yeah. for like, I want to look better in pictures. Right. You know, like I just need to need to shed a little bit of this just to yeah. not feel that heaviness. Like, so that's behind the scenes journey a little bit goal. And I think we maybe have mentioned we maybe mentioned this a couple episodes ago too. Like it's pretty freeing mm-hmm. when you're not trying to lose weight for body image right. reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. this is because I'd like to run a little bit faster. Yeah. I don't know. It was it's really freeing and empowering to me because then I'm not tied to a scale because of how I look. Right. But because I'm like, oh, there's a reason that it would be helpful if I dropped five. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to drop 20. Um, <laughs> well, and there's a not, reason for that. Too. <laughs> not even just to be faster, but uh-huh. just to like feel lighter on my feet. You know what I it's mean? It's that why thing, right? Like, yeah. why do I want to feel lighter? It's because yeah. I'm more comfortable in my clothes, right? Yeah. I sleep better. I run right. faster. But then there's also kind of the mental stuff. Like I, right. I feel lighter in my heart and in my mind too. So, yeah, I love that. Yep. So that's it, man. All right, dude. I I think we should get to the main event. Yes. The block. If you're here for Jessica, you will not be disappointed. She goes right where she wants to go in this interview. And it's great. They're sometimes uncomfortable places, probably for maybe some of us to hear, but all important. She talks about feeling unsafe feeling objectified, what men should or shouldn't do. There's stuff in here that men really need to hear. Yep. And she calls it out. We call it out. One thing Jessica does say is that she wants women to feel heard and she wants men to hear. And so I say we go go right into the block. Let's do it. I yelled out the window and I said, I'd know that tush anywhere. That's all I said. Why would you do that? Why would you even comment? Uh, It was just a friendly remark. That's all. That's a friendly remark? Yeah, I was just being nice. I was being nice and chummy. You don't yell a comment about a woman's ass. There's only one way to take it. You shouldn't You shouldn't say anything at all. What is that? That's not how you say hello, is it? Perhaps not. Hey, Jessica. How's it going over there? Can't believe you're in the same office with Steven, and I can see you both on Zoom. This is amazing. Thanks for being here. <laughs> How'd you like that, Jess? Pretty Am good, I supposed huh? to respond? <laughs> No, nobody ever responds to such things. <laughs> <laughs> they do exactly what you did, which is just kind of like, 
<laughs> look questioningly at what Anthony is doing. <laughs> Did you know anybody like that, though, in Wisconsin with that? Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't know Knudsen. But we're doing an impression of this guy that was on our uh, floor across, across yeah, the hall yeah. from me and oh, Chad growing up. Yeah, sure. Lots of guys. Tons lots of, of guys. Lots of dads. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when you talk to your sisters on the phone, mm. you come out sounding like that. Not like a mm. guy version of that. Like at the. But just like that. The, the <laughs> female version of that. <laughs> sure. Yes, that's definitely true, though, that your, your vowels are so much rounder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. That's oh, so it. Oh, honey. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Now tell me what happened. <laughs> Did you ever hear Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, every day oh, in my family. I just heard it last okay. week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, Bethany says Jeepers. Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> yeah. One awesome. of your many sisters. I'm oh, sure all geez. of your sisters say it. Yeah. <laughs> Guest time. We always love having guests. Yes. This is Jessica Gromman. Hey, everybody. A, let's see, what your your credentials, your InterVarsity Area Director of Arizona, you are a spiritual director, you are a marathoner. Yeah. Don't forget, wife to Stephen, mom. <laughs> I'm a mother, a mother of two boys. That's right. <laughs> and crushing life. Yeah. Okay. Are you, cru- you feel like you're crushing I'm life right now? I'm being crushed by life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We won't go Let's there. Be on- How honest do you want me to be? Right. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, let me encourage you. Pressed but not crushed. Persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down, down but, but not destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Lord, yes, yes, Lord, Lord. Yeah. Oh, we played that together on stage, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All three oh. of us probably Dude. together. Probably. Best bass line of all time. Oh, doom, doom, doom. Doom, yeah. Doom, doom, doom. And then ripped off for uh, healed by Catalyst. Just oh, done man. in reverse. <laughs> Same chord. Listen, that, that was my, that's a Steven original. Oh, that's a great song. Remember I played it at Carnegie <laughs> Hall on the contrabassoon. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, now that we've We have a long history together. We've completely yeah, confused we the listening audience about anything we're talking about. <laughs> the, yeah, this is Jessica, my wife. She's in to talk about a very specific block. But first, mm-hmm. we want to hear a little bit of your running journey. Okay. And Jessica, do you think you could tell it in three minutes or less? We're, we're not, yeah. nobody's, nobody has a stopwatch here, but a little bit of your running Just journey, that would be great. It. Yeah. Yeah. I've been running since I was really little. So grew up in Wisconsin, out in the country by Lake Kiganza. Oh. I would run around barefoot all summer long. Mm. And I love to run. And in middle school, I would, and in elementary school, I'd race boys on the playground. Mm-hmm. So we'd have like these races that teachers would set up. And I loved competing. So in middle school, I signed up for track and field and then ran all the way through high school. I isn't ran. That, isn't that when your coach got mad at you because you were smiling? What was that? I would smile too much while I was doing hills. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, You're always you for- smiling. This must not be hard for you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like gritting my teeth underneath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dying inside. 
But now you know, like smiling actually releases endorphins, helps you run. Mm -hmm. That's what that was, I guess. Yeah, I love that tip from you at your marathon. I remember Stephen sharing that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You showed him. I showed that coach real good <laughs> with my smile. <laughs> yeah, so I ran uh, the 200 meter, the four by four relay, and I ran hurdles. And I was about the shortest human being out there running mm. hurdles, but I did it for seven years probably. And so I just loved to run. And then I ran through college just for fun, just for health mm -hmm. and to relieve stress. And then Stephen and I got married and I don't know, we ran a couple dozen times before I ended up going through the baby years, I feel like. Yeah, it was I, like, hey, let's try that. And then we'd run to Half Moon Lake. Remember that? Yeah, you would be, you'd always have hay fever or something like that. So you'd be like <laughs> sneezing. Like we'd be like, we, we'd go out for a run and then, I, <laughs> then you'd just be like bent over sneezing the whole time. Oh so my gosh. Just, that's my memory of running in, in Wisconsin with you. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it's I rough felt stuff. so bad for you, but I also felt bad for me. Just <laughs> stay home and I'll. <laughs> dude, we've never talked about it on the pod, dude. I didn't know you ran when you guys first got married. Uh, it, w it wasn't. I mean, it, it was, was. recreate, like very recreationally, yeah, okay. like yeah, always yeah. starting over. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And like, maybe we should do this. Or I just say, I'm going out for a run. Yeah. That, that's oh, probably okay. more likely. Yeah. Sure. Then we went through the baby years. There was, I just, yeah, there was a lot of travel mm -hmm. moving across country. And then, so when you guys started running and you're like, let's run. And Steven was like, I've, you know, we've gone through the baby years and I put on 15, 20 pounds, sure. you know, that really got me running again. Cause I thought, well, I could do this again and started signing up for races and have run maybe, I don't know, half a dozen or not half dozen. Um, I've run two full marathons, probably a dozen half marathons mm -hmm. and I don't know. I like running 5Ks and 10Ks also. But I would say that your journey helped re-inspire me to start running again and actually signing up for races and running in community and not just kind of on my own when sure. it worked out. We yeah. did it. You did it. <laughs> we did it. And don't forget, you ran Strawberry Fest. I ran Strawberry <laughs> Fest and won third place. Yeah. Right. In my, what was it, in my age group. Yeah. Yeah. You got you yeah. and you and Anthony meddled, not me. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Oh man, you Sun were so Prairie. sad. How's it going, Sun Jeepers Prairie. Creepers? <laughs> oh, Jeepers Creepers. Near the Sun that Prairie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we haven't said that in too long. Well, we're gonna talk about this block. It's been it's been weird to figure out how to actually enter into the conversation mm. around this. We've been hearing from our female listeners in particular that I, that they would like us to talk about some issues that Anthony and I just as men don't relate to kind of in personal ways. And so we thought a great idea would be to bring Jessica on and talk directly about some of these things. It's so, it's so weird because other guests when we're talking about like, Hey, what's it like to run a hill? Mm -hmm. That feels like a very different episode than this. Mm -hmm. Right. So I thought what we could do, we, we asked our listeners, uh, our female listeners to share stories and thoughts with us. And so I thought we'd let those voices kind of guide the episode. 
Mm, but yeah, first, great. I'm wondering, Jessica, if you wanted to share anything, even when you heard we were doing this episode, when I asked you about it, <laughs> like wh- what did you, what, what went through your mind? <laughs> well, I think it's a great idea. And I think it's something that, that you guys should talk about and we should talk about, uh, we should keep talking about. And it's something that as Stephen introduced the top, topic to me, I thought, yeah, I have so many stories, hmm. so many stories, so many things that are going on in the back of my mind when I go out to run that um, I even don't realize sometimes that I have to end up thinking about or planning hmm. for. And so I think it's important for us to share these stories, these running stories and experiences and hear them. Um, and I think it's it's really important for men to be reminded that there's another layer to running for women that they're always working on, always thinking about um, and dealing with the experiences out there that are different from men. So super important. And I think you guys are two great guys to talk to about this because you listen. I would say, um, I wouldn't call you guys woke. I would just say you're good, you're good <laughs> listeners. Aww. You ask good questions mm. and you listen. Um, so thank you. Oh, that means a ton. Um, That's awesome. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this episode because of that. I, um, I, I want to listen. And like you said, I want our listeners to hear. Um, you were saying something to me earlier. Like, this is not going to come as a surprise to any of your women listeners that we're going to talk about any of this. No, it, this, this probably is not isn't for, for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It, it actually made me think in some sense of like when we talked to Chad last summer. And mm-hmm. we heard his story that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is something that I deal with on a daily basis when I'm driving, when I'm going to the grocery store, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it opened our eyes in that respect. And even in kind of like researching and like reading, I mean, I was blown away when I did some searching for like Runner's World uh articles and running mm. blogs and stuff like that. Like this is so common and Steven and I are sitting here having honestly no idea. And so I even asked Aaron about mm-hmm. it. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, duh. Yeah, like, duh. Yeah. Like, yep. And I remember yep. even when we first got married, we lived on the east side of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And she worked on the west side. And she was like, you know, I'm going to walk through the park. Mm. And even the stories of just walking through the park, we're like, what? Like, she's like, I won't mm-hmm. be doing that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that mm-hmm. sucks because like when you go for a run, when you go for a walk, you're doing that for exercise and for peace, peace of yeah. mind. And so like yeah. I feel like, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, trying to mm-hmm. steal that moment where you're trying to find peace. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy that we get to talk about this. And I hopefully also we get to address the dudes and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, have some restraint, dudes. <laughs> Yeah, Come no, on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Jessica, did you see that that um, thing that Audium posted where it was like how to avoid or tips on how to avoid sexual assault? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was all 10 things to men, which yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of tongue in cheek and meant to be kind of a twist. Yeah. Um, Thought provoking. Right. But it was like. If you see a woman and you believe that she is dressed inappropriately, deal with that in your own heart. Mm. Number two, if you feel like raping someone, go, go get to help. A, go to a counselor. Go, go to a counselor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk to somebody you know. And the, the point was, 
you assumed this was going to be 10 advice points to women on how they need to act differently. And I, I, I mean, I commented underneath it and I, and I said, I, I totally assumed that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do feel like we're going to hear a lot from our women and we're going to hear great tips for women. But it just really struck me too, Jessica, when you said like this, this episode, your women listeners are not going to hear anything new probably. No, they're just going to maybe hopefully feel heard or right. related mm, to. Yeah. yeah. But like you're saying, Anthony, it's it's uh, it's you and me and probably our male listeners that are it, probably some of this stuff is going to be hard for them to hear, hard for us to hear. That mm. doesn't mean it's untrue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, do I have to say something that simple? Yes. Just because it's uncomfortable for us to hear, it doesn't mean we just put it aside out mm-hmm. of hand. Mm-hmm. And so that's my challenge, especially to our male listeners. Press into this. Listen to the stories. Mm. These are important for you to hear. Mm -hmm. Great, dude. Absolutely. Let's start with a story. Is that okay? So this is from Annie, our social media guru. You've already heard her on the podcast. She guessed it several weeks ago. But she was uh, sharing this story with us, and I thought it would be great for our listeners to hear it. So here's Annie. Hey, guys. It's Annie Levester here. I remember running in uh, New York City. It was kind of a rainy Sunday morning. In my neighborhood, there wasn't anybody around, really. And as I'm running, all of a sudden, I feel somebody grab my butt. And it takes me a half a second. I'm a little stunned. And my first thought was that it was a friend of mine who was in the neighborhood because we would do that to each other. And then, you know, split second, and I see a food delivery guy on a bike just whizzing past me. And I was so stunned that I didn't follow him right away. But then I sprinted after him, determined to, you know, push him off his bike. And I was just so angry and just shocked. I was really just shocked. And I couldn't catch up to him. So I just sort of stopped and screamed futilely into the into the wind. And he was long gone. So that was probably the most direct and aggressive thing that has actually happened to me but oh my goodness I couldn't even begin to count the number of times that just unwelcome comments whether it's somebody under their breath thinking that I can't hear them or actually shouted directly to me you know walking or running so I really appreciate you guys doing this episode really excited to hear Jessica's thoughts on it and her experiences and uh, yeah I just really appreciate you guys uh, opening up this topic of conversation because it's a big one Thanks. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. What? We, we actually, when Annie told us that story, we, Anthony and I were just like, what is the end goal? Yeah, that's, that's what we were saying. So, okay. Well, that guy was being an idiot. The cat calls and the, and the stuff like that. What, what are you hoping is going to happen? You're t- you mean the guy that's doing it? Like yeah, what? That's what it's I mean. It's just a it's a pervert, right? Like you get a, a little thrill out of that, I guess. Right. Mm. But we're, we've we've been running you and I, Jessica, together, and mm-hmm. somebody whistles, mm-hmm. and I'm like, even when I'm with you, yeah, even when you're with me, and the head turns while somebody's driving, yeah. Mm. I don't know if you see those, but they yes. happen all the time. I probably don't see them as much as you do. Yeah. It's probably yeah. one of those things. Once so. you see it, you can't 
like like you, like once you see it, then you can't unsee it. Then you mm-hmm. notice it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I don't know what's the end goal. You guys got to tell me what the end goal is. <laughs> well, I, I, I think Annie I, said you guys should get a cat caller on and just ask him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, anybody out there? <laughs> Maury Povich the style, like, let's get, and uh, our next guest is a pervert. Yeah, um, here he no. is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't put me in the same room with him. No. Ex- oh, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Wow. Well, I feel, I mean, I feel so bad for, for your friend. Um, and I, I, oh man, I want to shout with her. I would shout too. Mm. And I would chase that guy down if I felt safe enough or in control enough. I haven't had a guy on the street grab my butt while I've been running, but I have had that in other scenarios happen to me and man, it makes you so mad. And so I, I can relate and it sucks. Shouldn't it should not happen, but it does. What's the end goal, and where do they think they they have the the right or the place to do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it? You said it makes you mad. Mm-hmm. How else does it make you feel? Unsafe. Mm. So that's her neighborhood. You mm-hmm. know, she, right. that's that's. That's her block that she's running on. And it happened so quick, happened so fast, so unsafe. I go to anger right yeah. away. So I double flipped a guy off once. Remember that when he said something to you? I can't remember what he said. No, I don't even remember that. But I remember just like looking, turning and just like looking at the guy like I couldn't believe it. And then I double flipped him off. I never do that. You know, I'm the, I'm a kind-hearted soul. Yeah, yeah. you're like a <laughs> little pastor guy. <laughs> That's me, the little pastor guy. <laughs> he never says this. She never says that. <laughs> so he never does that. <laughs> would you Would you chase a guy down? Um, I don't know. I I I don't know. Would you size him up like I could take him? I, or so appearing strong Yeah. Uh, while you're running, I identify with that. Um, mm-hmm. Protecting your space, being aware of your space. I I know. I, I don't usually freeze. I go to fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what it is in me that helps me recognize you need to get out away from this mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. or you need to assert yourself sure. and... So I think I go to one of those two things. I, I was in a similar position out on the trails when, you know, I'm out in this new neighborhood on a new trail. I don't do that very often by myself, but I was with my dog. And I remember all of a sudden it was kind of like dusk. So it was starting to get dark and I was heading home, but this was like a new area to me. And there was somebody in the bushes, like in the tree line and I could Mm. see them and Mm -hmm. they were like spying on me. Mm -hmm. And I, and I could hear some chatter and there were two people and, and I, they kept moving closer and closer and I'm like, like I'm like frozen and terrified for Mm. a second. And then just trying to pay attention to what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then I pay attention long enough to see it's two boys, probably 10 and 11 years old in camo, Mm. just like playing maybe, but they're playing with me. Like I'm like the adult. Mm. 
and they're just watching me. And it was all probably very innocent. But what happened in me was this, like I, when I realized it was two boys, my kid's age. Yeah. <laughs> That were like kind of follow me, following me on this trail, yeah. uh-huh. spying on me. And they had no problems doing that and felt completely safe doing that. Mm. And mm. I'm a 43-year-old woman, mm. mother of two boys, myself, terrified. Mm. I, I walked home with my heart racing mm. and I just screamed, like I just oh, yelled. Like, what the F? Like, I'm a 43-year-old woman yeah, who's run marathons and half marathons. And, you know, like, I don't know. I just, what is this? It was just a moment of, like, what is this world we live in where it's safe for boys to be playing out in the woods? Dang. And they're not afraid of a grown ass woman, <laughs> but I'm terrified. Don't that. Right? Sorry, I don't, don't know. It. There might be a lot keep of swearing in. on this. I'm <laughs> keeping every swear you say. No bleeps. So her story, <laughs> I, I haven't been grabbed on the street of New York, right? But right. I've been, I've been terrified and then angry at yeah. myself for like, why do I have to feel so scared? Mm. So mm. I can relate to that. Mm. Dang. Let's listen to another story. This is Laura. She's from the East Coast, and you can tell. I love the accents we get on some of these yes. <laughs> these messages. But I think this is goes along with what kind of what you were just saying, Jess. Hi, Gomers. This is Laura. I'd like to share what running as a woman has meant for me over the past dozen years, in which I've trained for and run 12 marathons, a 50K, and countless shorter races. Safety is my number one concern, and long ago I learned in a job training seminar that crime needs two things to happen, motive and opportunity. I try to eliminate motive by looking a little unfriendly, intense, and strong, never cute. I'm in New York anyway, but I want to project a don't-mess-with-me vibe. If I pass a man and I am alone, I will always make eye contact with a blank face so they know I know what they look like. Mm-hmm. And I will always check again over my shoulder so they know I'm aware. Dang, that's good. I only run with one AirPod in or just listen to music on my phone through the external speaker. I have my keys in my pocket if I need to use them as a weapon. And I tell myself I would dig them into an eyeball if I had to. Mm-hmm. I keep my location and time of run private except for my husband and daughter who simultaneously track me through the Road ID app. That app has an alarm that sounds if I don't move for five minutes. All of this to say that I can't really control whether I get attacked or not. If I get a bad feeling in my gut, then I leave and I make a phone call while doing so. My husband always picks up. At the end of the day, the only way I relax on the run is to not think about it. I take precautions, but nothing is fail safe. I can't run and think about it. I have to have my peace. So in reality, there's no way to solve the problem, but you can mitigate it. Oh, yeah, I also try to run only between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. when women are statistically less likely to be attacked. I hope any of these tips might help your listeners. Thanks for all of your continued hard work on the podcast. Mm-hmm. A couple of things struck me. First of all, I like that she said, I'm from New York anyway, after she said how, <laughs> how she, she always has that, like, don't mess with me yeah, face. Yeah, don't mess with me face. <laughs> and I, I love how she, like, you look the guy in the eyes and then you check mm-hmm. back. Because, like, that would be what I would be thinking is, like, not, you know, but, like, that then when you run away, then they're starting to follow you. So, like, no, 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 I'm aware of your presence. The, the, just the detailed list. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think she had to like. No. Call, I mean, she didn't have to write any of that down. No. Like, what do I do? It seemed like she was calling it all up. She right? has a great list and it helps explain what is going on in the background of, of a woman's running plan Mm. and running life in the moment. So she has a great plan and a lot of really great tips that she's learned through life. Mm. And most women have learned these things and and do them. I run with my keys when I'm alone mm. in my hand. Okay. Not wow. in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that to be used as like a, a weapon if need be or yeah. because you can jump in your car as quick as possible, you know, like they're ready to go? A weapon. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. It, it really yep. makes sense. I hate that. I really hate that. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. making me really mad, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. as I have two daughters. That's something I've been mm-hmm. thinking about a lot these last two weeks as we've been thinking about this episode, thinking about, you know, they're young, but like thinking about them going running one day. Or mm-hmm. going for walks or whatever, so that makes me mm-hmm. friggin' mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's amazing that that she didn't have to even study for that idea. Like, here here's my list of mm-hmm. things that I do. All these things. All we worry about, Stephen, is like, I, I just <coughs> might want to make sure I don't poop my pants. And I'm out <laughs> That's running. right. And like, we're, oh, are my nipples chafing? Like, I have a blister. Like, dude. Did I remember to lube between my legs? So here's the thing. Jessica, you have to think about all that stuff, too. You've got your own digestive issues. We'll have have another episode on that. I can't wait for it. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, Mm -hmm. is this, like, the the trails you can run on or not run on? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So I, don't, I mean, like, I, I feel like, which one do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the keys? Do you want to talk about the trail? Do you want to talk about, you're like, there, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I run with the keys and, and I've taken self-defense classes. Okay. So I, I, I would say like, if you're a woman and you haven't done that yet, go do it. It's so mm. empowering. If you can find a local self-defense class um, mm-hmm. that's free and then maybe you can take more for, for a small fee um, with, a, with another group of women. And you've offered um, and that I, for ministries you've yeah, done, right? That yeah. you put through it, you put your female students through that training. Yep. Hmm. So working with college students one and four is going to be sexually harassed or abused, right? So there, uh, the population I was working with was four out of four. So every, the assumption was every every woman I was working with has experienced some sort of abuse or or trauma or, you know, unwanted sexual advances. So one of the events we would do was be to go to ice cream and self-defense class and to just get (laughs) to know your body and your environment and some, and practice using your body Mm -hmm. to, um, to go further than what your words have said, (laughs) which is no, (laughs) you know? So, um, Anyway, running like running with your keys, you know, like if if I'm out on the trail and you accidentally grab my butt, you know, because you just can't help yourself, my keys are going into your eyeballs. <laughs> and my, on purpose going to my, stick that into that. Yeah, and my <laughs> and I know that I can put my fist through your windpipe. So mm. like there's something empowering about that. So if you yeah. haven't checked that out. As a as a woman runner yet, go go do it and find some friends and go take a self defense class. It's mm. awesome. That's amazing. I remember Aaron did self defense in college, 
like that with some of her friends. Mm-hmm. And I remember she tried it out. I mean, like with your brother, Alex, all of us in a group. And Alex was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and so like, dude, she like did this like punch to his chin and she like knocked him out, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never heard that story. <laughs> he, like we were all just goofing around and like, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good punch. And then remember when, um, don't forget the, the crotch area as well. Just kick. Is that one of the? Yeah, but I mean, I'll go for the eyeballs and the. Okay, yeah, just gouge those eyes the, out. The neck, yeah, I think. <laughs> and then, and then when damage. they're down, then when they're down, I'll come back. No. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you, you know, if your sin, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. So your yeah. eye was sinning. Boom. Yep. Biblical. It's be gouged. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's. I mean, with the trails thing, I think women have this built in, and it's through experience, not just you know genetics, but sense of intuition. Mm-hmm. And so, try like. Be free, women, to trust your intuition. You mm-hmm. have that for a reason. And so if you're passing a guy in up ahead that you think is like, uh-uh. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been running alone. I change course. Mm-hmm. Uh. I double back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been out alone on a trail and, and I'm like, that I've never seen that guy on this trail before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he's got a bad, I can't even tell, like there's just things in my brain that are like, this is not safe immediately flip, turn around, run back, Hmm. get on a road, run out, and then join the trail again later. So there's this one trail that I always tell Stephen, I'd never run this if I wasn't with you. Mm. (laughs) And he's like, like, why, 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 why? I'm like, I can't even tell you all the reasons. And Mm. all I'd have to to do is bring another woman there and show her. And she'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't run that. You know, like there's cliffs that you can't see. It's Mm -hmm. dark. It's... um, and a lot of transients go through there. So, yeah, there's just places I won't run mm-hmm. alone. Yeah, my my favorite trail to run on. I've and never I'm like, about it. why is wow. this your favorite trail? And I remember you pointing, like, there's a cliff on this side, and on that side is the back of an apartment building. Where I don't there's know who There's nowhere lives to there. get help. I, I can't get help. Wow. I, I would have to run a mile that way to get help because I sure. can yell in this part and nobody would hear me. And so I, I think I'm feeling what you're feeling too, Anthony, which is like, I'm impressed by Laura's list. Like, wow, she just had that up at the top. And, and, and then if I think a layer deeper, I get upset. Then a layer deeper, I get really mad. Yeah. And at any point of those, I could check out because it's not me and I don't have to deal with that. And I mean, it, I'm married to you, Jessica, and so there's that personal con- connection too. But that's not the only. I'm not married to Laura. It mm-hmm. Makes me super mad for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't have daughters, but it makes me super mad for girls. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I want to again, if people are feeling that way, to actually press into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm totally an ignorer of pain, and we've dealt with that <laughs> together. <laughs> right. Where you tell me something, I'm like, can't be that bad. yeah sorry right yeah right you were saying something that reminded me of cindy's message and so i just want to play that now i think i had this uh queued up for later but i just i think this is uh it really relates hi gomer nation it's cindy morrow and i'm calling in regards to the listener who called in saying that she felt vulnerable when she was out running as a woman i completely understand that i felt the same when i began running on my own but after 
running the same route over and over again. I got to know who should be there and who shouldn't be there and also mm. being situationally aware. Running the same route or in the same neighborhood or in the same park, you'll really get to know the feel of the area, which I find comforting. Mm-hmm. That you'll know what seems normal versus abnormal. I'll play more of her message later, but I just thought that was what you're saying. Like you just trusting your intuition and getting to know what should be mm-hmm. and what shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, some sort of superpower you have or something. That's just what but, we do. Okay. That's what we do. <laughs> and it's good. As so I just want to say, it's good that you do that. And it's good to be aware. I, I remember training for my first marathon and um, when it started getting hot and my runs got longer and I needed to wake up earlier at 4.30 and I'm just thinking, where am I going to, it's too dark. I'm not going to run the trails that early. So I would yeah. do, I would do like five loops mm. around our, our little neighborhood, five freaking boring loop, you know, <laughs> loops where I know the neighbors, I can run into right. this person's house, yep. I can get back to my home, I can call the cops, I can, you know, stop at this gas station. And until the sun started coming up and then I'd get further away from huh. home. Okay. And so the, the pre-planning, like I would think through, okay, until 5.30, I'm going to just do these loops and make some miles. And then, I'm, yep. you know... Um, because those are the places I ran the most, I felt the safest and I knew what it, what I could do in an emergency. Yes. Yeah. Kelly wrote in and said, one of my biggest hangups is that I would like to run in the morning, mm-hmm. but it has to be light enough outside that I feel safe. I usually have to have a running partner or ask my husband to run with me. I wish I could just go out anytime I wanted to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish you could too. Have you felt that way too? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dang it. I hate that. Sorry. I hate it too. I'm thinking again about about my girls. You know, I'm thinking when they're middle school, high school, I know one or maybe both of them will want to run. And I'm like, I'm going to need to cart my sorry butt out and go with them. Yeah. Like I'm Yeah. not, I, I love that partner thing that Kelly said is I was like, Part of me, honestly, like the behind the scenes motivation is so that I can run with them because I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, you can't. And 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 mm-hmm. think about maybe kind of like the innocence where they'll be like, mm-hmm. why not? And I'm like, there is a cruel, yucky, sinful, nasty world out of there out there. And just mm-hmm. trust me, like I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's even like a behind motivation like i want to be able to go with them because they're they're, yeah. they're you know there'll be times where they want to do that uh, mm-hmm. the other thing i was thinking maybe as like a gomer's tip again this is from a fella but <laughs> like what what about like you mentioned the dog like yeah. is is yeah, a dog, dog a good companion the husband you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> interchangeable the at dad <laughs> the <laughs> But I mean, there, Anthony, there's so many of these girls on a run clubs in schools right now that are being led by female runners, um, at least in our community. I'm seeing them pop up, getting them involved in a girls running club or a school running club, mm-hmm. a track club, you know, a trail runners club. I, 
I think those are great opportunities for women to build mm, some confidence, that. to feel safe, to find a running buddy that can go with them on the other days that um, they've got a long early run. Mm. So I think we do what, what we need to do to get out there. And I'm mm. proud of these women for doing that. That is women right there. They do what they need to do. <laughs> we finish what they start, right? Um, yes. Even right. we have seen two women, your, your your wife and my wife, go through crazy lengths to have babies, like to literally have a baby. Like women are amazing, nursing yeah. babies that are crying. And dude, we're we're schlubs sometimes, man. When I think about, them. I had a vasectomy. Hey, give me some credit. I had a vasectomy. <laughs> You, you took one for the team. Thank you. For two whole days, I couldn't jump on my trampoline for two days. Oh gosh! B- because we're giving that kind of advice, I want to play a little bit more. When I started running, I joined a running club. I belonged to two. I belonged to one in the county that I live in. Um, it's very cheap to join. At least the one in my county. It's only fourteen dollars a month. It's very casual. You get to lo- know a lot of good people. And there's people with lots of different abilities. And so you can exchange numbers with folks that have similar abilities to your own. And you can pair up and run together. Also, if you live in a town that's uh, big enough to support a running store, most likely they're going to offer free weekly runs. And that's also a great way to meet people or just once a week have a, uh, a group that you know you can run with. And it's perhaps going to make you feel a little bit safer. No matter what, I hope you stick with your running and you don't let that you don't let fear get in your way. Mm. I wish you all the best. Happy running, Gomer Nation. Bye bye. So awesome, dude. I like I like that advice about running groups. It seemed to go along with where we were going there with, um, especially girls running groups. I hadn't thought about that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But I also liked the sentiment that Cindy encouraged female listeners to not let fear get in the way. Mm-hmm. We know that that fear is a block. I'm wondering, Jessica, if you could speak to that at all. Like, what what if there is the fear there? How can how can women still get out mm-hmm. there and run? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think some of the the women who have called in and given just their list of really great advice have probably been doing this for a long time. So, if you're a new female runner, um, new to running. Um, And coming up against this block, those are some great words of wisdom from these women. So what I'm hearing is like if you have a good plan and you trust your instincts and you're surrounded by people who are encouraging you and helping you to accomplish your goals, your running goals or your health goals, and you're still facing some sort of anxiety or fear, my my advice would be okay talk talk to a therapist about that and come up with a good plan surround yourself with great people and i think you can eliminate a lot of that fear but if you're still facing it maybe you're stuck in a place that you need somebody else to help you walk through mm. so you can face those fears and running can be enjoyable again mm. mm-hmm. yeah i know you probably want to say something to our male listeners also, yeah. <laughs> but just in case they haven't heard enough yet, I, I, I want to play this uh, message from Amanda as well. Hey, this is Amanda from Gainesville, Florida, and I'm calling to kind of talk about safety as a female runner. 
I can say as a female runner, I definitely tend to stick nearby my house or busy roads around me for shorter distances. But for anything longer, I have to go out the trails, which are, of course, a little bit more secluded, and that makes it more difficult. I also only run during the daylight hours. Um, as far as the sexual harassment, you know, I, I don't think in my experience, at least, it's mattered where I'm running, whether it's like in a neighborhood, on a busy road, out on a trail. Mm-hmm. I've been sexually harassed in all those environments. And, you know, as we see in a lot of cases, and in my experience, if there's no physical component, you know, police aren't going to respond and there's not much you can really do. I don't know what a good solution is for that. I think for me, ignoring those people has been the best course of action instead of engaging or responding. I have fear of escalating the situation. I just kind of ignore it and keep moving. I'll be interested to see what other listeners have to say about that and how they've maybe handled it or what they carry on them to kind of deal with that. Um, I'm really curious to see what other female listeners had to say in the Gomer Nation, and I'm excited you guys are doing this episode. Love you guys. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say 90% of what I do is just ignore and keep running. Yeah. Does that stick with you the rest of the day? Sometimes. Depends on, on how offensive it was. Yeah. How how scary it was in the moment for mm-hmm. me. It could be something as simple as so. I would say most of what I I deal with daily is people in their cars in neighborhoods and well known streets. Men in their cars driving past me, turning their head like a freaking owl, you know, <laughs> um, to shout something out the window or like literally their head is like looking back at me. And what happens is they, their car drifts, you right. drifts towards what you're oh, yeah. staring at. Right. And I, I mean, and I have had to jump up off of the street onto the sidewalk or off the sidewalk onto the, the yard. And sometimes, sometimes something as simple as that can be like, <laughs> can mess with the rest of my day Mm -hmm. (sighs) because I'm so, I'm so upset. I felt so scared, not, not because I thought this guy was going to get out of his car and put me in it, but Mm. because he was going to, out of his stupidity, hit me. Mm. Um, and I'd be in the hospital. So I don't, I don't know, men. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 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 Um, I, and I can't tell you how many times that, Stephen, I'm sure you've seen that kind of thing happen yes. to me, even with you, or if yeah. I'm a little bit ahead of you running. Mm-hmm. Which um, happens a lot. You're a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> 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 well, and I have thought, speaking of that, when you're a little bit ahead of me, I actually get a better picture of what's going on. I think when we're sure. side by side, there might be a modicum of decency that guys might have. But if they don't think we're together, that just, that disappears. Hmm. Yeah. When they're coming toward you, their eyes are on, their eyes are where they shouldn't be on you. Yeah. And so then I am just doing my best to just glare, to catch their eye from Hmm. behind you, like, stop it. And then what I will do, what I've begun to do is then I will look back Hmm. at them. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes I, I, I look back yeah. because I'm like, I don't, I, I want to see if they're turning around. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it's kind I, of out of curiosity, morbid curiosity to see if they will, but also like, I want to catch them. I, I want them to see <laughs> that I saw that mm-hmm. and um, that they cannot turn around and follow us, but mm-hmm. also maybe, maybe they could feel a little bit of shame, bad, a, a little bit of shame about what they just did. You, yeah. You know, I think it's good for guys to hear that women know that they're checking them out. I think guys sometimes mm. were like, okay, squirrel. And, you know, like, I think it's like really friggin' important okay. for guys okay. to hear like that. Cause we're like, we, we just stare. We're like, mm. yeah, I'm not trying to throw all men under the bus, but that's kind of what we're doing. And that's cool. And, but it's like, we just stare and we're like, ah. You know, and it's like, is that what's happening? I mean, you're driving a vehicle. You've taken a test. It doesn't matter what that guy is driving. He could be driving the biggest, most dangerous thing. He, an idiot. And and so I'm 100% with Anthony on this one. She knows that you're an idiot, you idiot. Stop doing that. And she's not flattered by that. Okay, You're so not like flattered the regular when a guy looks Joe, at you. Oh no, I if I want him to feel anything, like the non-dangerous, stupid guy that's doing this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want him to feel shame. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and to be aware uh-huh. that his actions, even that, the, the words that come out of his mouth and the staring is is causing fear and anxiety for mm-hmm. other human that beings. That is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I honestly think that some guys think you like it when they are looking at you. You're oh. flattered in some way. That's not true. No. Okay. Anybody who needs to hear that, hear it clearly. Th- they are not impressed with your ogling. <laughs> well, you, oh, no. You, you look like... You look like a pervert. I mean, you're a peeping Tom, right? Back to the future. <laughs> you know, Marty McFly. Here's well for you, George McFly in the yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It, have you ever been caught checking somebody out? You feel so friggin' stupid. Like, dude, well, okay. I'll save that for a bonus disc story. You caught me checking somebody out, Stephen, in high school when we were in the pit of uh, Peter Pan. Yeah, so, so I know who it is then. Sure, and yeah. You, no, no, no. It, it was somebody else. But you, okay. we, we were high school boys, and you were like, I saw that, and I was like, I, I felt shame. I remember you okay. calling me on it. I mean, like, I that, that's stuff. another thing. I want. I like, I, I kind of feel like that needs to come out a little bit, is like, okay. see if there's any offensive way in me. Steven and I are not mm-hmm. going to be say we're above this, that we're above, I, I'm just telling telling the truth, that we're above lustful thoughts, okay. lustful glares. Right? Uh, is that okay to say sure. that? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Right. And so we need to hear from a woman. Yeah. It's especially humbling to hear from your wife <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> that thousands of right. people are going to be listening, listening to. Listening in on. So if I can, if I can take I w- this without offense. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And say, okay, that is something I need to hear. Then you nameless voiceless listener who's listening to this right now right should listen to this too um that just just a pause uh-huh. and i think that shame that feeling like if you could only feel shame for a second mm. maybe you could get to self-awareness mm-hmm. and then to others awareness yeah, yeah. like 
Wow. Yeah. It goes back to Cecil. Dude, he set us up in so many excellent ways in high school. We had a great youth pastor. Our youth pastor. Yeah. And I just remember him saying, these are your sisters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these are. So when you're out there running, mm-hmm. this is somebody's daughter. This is somebody's mom. This is somebody's wife. Yep. And even way above all that, like our listener Kristen said, she is a woman with dignity and honor and agency created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. So show some respect and some restraint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to hear that, that what you thought was a just a mindless ogle or whatever actually is causing fear and anxiety in somebody else, that is causing damage mm-hmm. to another person. So it's not an mm-hmm. unselfish act. Like the old sick like locker room chat like well it's okay to look at the venue as long as you don't order something mm-hmm. yeah it's inconsequential to you yes. but to the rest of us women it's there's a lot of consequences that come with that for us mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. and and i like the the visual of a guy who could Swerving. actually hit you with his car mm. because of the way that his brain has shut off in that moment mm-hmm. that's kind of the physical manifestation of the uh, the, of the damage that you're and, doing. Yeah. Wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other thoughts, hon? I want to make sure that you're able to say what you want to say. I mean, th- there are, there were other comments that we got about body image, about the the discrepancies in gear mm. between men and women. We'll have you back to talk pockets, about all this pockets, stuff. pockets, pockets, lack of pockets. <laughs> yeah. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we. We we do want to keep having this conversation, but I'm wondering if there's anything else you want to make sure mm. that you were able to share before we're done. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things. I think we talked about such a lot of great things. I guess I, I wrote out some things that I, I wanted to make sure that I mm. said to women mm. and then a couple of things that I wanted to say to men. I think I said most of them, but I, one of the the biggest compliments that I have gotten out running when I'm working really hard from another guy that's not my husband is good work. Mm -hmm. And I was out running, I think even with you and I was a little bit ahead of you, Stephen. And we, you know, if you've heard Stephen share, we run in this community where there's a lot of Olympians and Mm -hmm. professional runners and we pass them on the trail. And I remember passing this, this guy who's obviously a professional runner and he's out there and we passed him a couple times on a probably 12 mile run and he left us a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. But he's like running up and he's not, he's running towards me and he's not checking me out. He's relating to me as another runner and as a human being. Mm. And and he, as he passes me, he says, good work. Mm. And that's all he says. And he moves on. Mm. And that was from a man. So I want women to hear these stories and I want you guys to hear these stories that those stories also stick with female runners. Mm -hmm. So I want to say to women, good work, all the work, all the mental work you do, all the emotional work you do, all the physical work you do, all the planning you do to get out there and keep running. I, I want you to hear good work. And then I would love it if all of our female runners were just surrounded by men like that out on the trail, like you, Stephen, you, Anthony, and that you men who are supportive would be verbally supportive, mm-hmm. would be good listeners. Believe the women 
in your life. Mm. Believe the stories that they share. Believe that they're not over-exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Hear them and believe them. That would be my advice to men. And then if you're going to make any comments out on the trail, <laughs> let it be good work. I see you working hard. Yeah. Good job. Their, awesome. their body awesome. is not some sort of sexual object, mm-hmm. right, to objectify. Mm-hmm. And I want women to hear that too. Your body is strong. Mm-hmm. Your body is powerful. Your body is yours. You're working hard with your body. And it is a good thing mm. to be a female runner. And you will do what you need to do to keep doing it. So great job um, and keep doing it. And surround, your, surround yourself with people that are encouraging and that believe you when mm. it's hard. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you so much, Jessica. Yeah, you're welcome. Good work. Thank you, hon. <laughs> In so many things you do, good work. Yes. Okay, I'll try to get through this without crying at the end. Woo. Okay, thank you to our listeners. Thanks especially to the people that, to the women that wrote in. Um, we tried to get to every comment that we got before. Uh, I, I think we got a couple more comments even while we were recording this. And so yep. we just need to, we need to <laughs> record probably more episodes about this particular block. But thank you, listeners. If you do have more that you want to share, all of our social media are open to you um, to share around this topic. You can go to bit.ly slash runners block is the best place to find all the ways to communicate with us, including our new Gomer phone number. 608 622 7669. That's 608 NAB Pony. <laughs> you know what I just realized, dude? It also is 608 NBA Pony. Ooh, because we're so sporty. I know. So if people are like they're into basketball, they could remember it that way. Hmm. Michael Jordan, ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know any other basketball player Guys. names, Jessica? <laughs> LeBron James, come on. LeBron James, Space Jam, the new legacy. Yep. Ever heard of it? Stephen Curry. Steph, right? <laughs> Steph, Steph and Curry. Steph, Steph Curry. Dang it. Oh, no. Oh, crud. Mess that up. Don't edit it. Um, so you can call us at that number. <laughs> Keep it in. Don't bleep it out. Um, leave us a... If you're new um, and you're liking what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We always love that. Also, if you like what you hear... You can go back and check out our 10th anniversary episodes from September to November 2018. That's a great place to start. And then you can go all the way back to the beginning. There's a lot of ways to support us. Um, the best way, if and this supports Jessica too. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. come on. If you support us on patreon.com slash two gomers and subscribe to the bonus disc, you put food on the grommet table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do that go to patreon.com slash two gomers you go there now and you can hear our terminator 2 episode Ooh. one of you our guys best. we didn't talk about what terminator references oh did you want to talk about some terminator yeah, references yeah G- give us one what, 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 what were you planning on talking about <laughs> linda hamilton There's and those so chin-ups ma- yeah 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 i was just thinking a lot about I don't know how we how how her transformation is kind of like what a woman goes through becoming mm. a runner. Wow. And she she she's not believed, right? Like that whole thing. Like she's just not believed. Right. And then yeah. she's fighting all these like horrible monsters that are trying to 
destroy her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally that. And and how she takes control of her situation and her body and yeah. That rules. Um, is a much different kind of person in the second movie compared to the first movie. Yeah. What about Dark Fate, baby? She is protecting those women. Yeah. She gets to say, come with me if you want to live. Yep. Yes. James Cameron and his strong female characters, man. We love a strong woman. Who would win, Jessica? Who would win, Ellen Ripley or Sarah Connor in a fight, fist fight? Oh, gosh. (laughs) What do you think? I think... No guns? No guns. No, no, no. She doesn't get that big, like... That big robot thing that she gets control with her <laughs> no, body. She, and no, sorry, aliens. Ripley, you can't go around in that. Get away that from her, you robot. <laughs> Sarah Connor for sure. I think yeah, so too. Sarah Connor at post first Terminator. Yes, you're right because she yeah. trained her butt off, and Ripley mm-hmm. slept for fifty years, so she's rested. <laughs> right, with that cat. But but yep. So between between movies, Ripley slept. Connor trained. Yes, definitely. Yep. I love that. Yep. Okay. That that's settled. I'm sure people have been asking that question for decades, but we just settled it. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening um, to these stories. Thanks for encouraging the women in your lives. You guys, you're awesome. And Jessica, thanks so much for, you know, Stephen spends a lot of time doing this, so... Yeah. You are a total no, hero. Not gonna argue You're a hero to yep. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank Aaron on my behalf. Yeah. We have to do that on the regs. <laughs> it means a little more that you're getting paid for, yes. for what you're doing. Patreon.com slash do The Gomertrons. Who knows what the future of the podcast would have been if a year ago we hadn't been like, what if, what's a Patreon? So. Yeah. Very thankful. Like, hey, guess what, honey? <laughs> Making some big money. <laughs> yeah, the big money. Just bringing in cash into the bedroom and throwing it in the sky. Sometimes I do that. You do? That's when I sell something on Facebook Marketplace. Ten dollars. Yep. Ten dollars. <laughs> All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. Remember, if we can do it, if Jessica can do it, if Bear can do it, if Steven can do it. You can do it. And happy running. Happy running. Join us this coming Tuesday on the bonus disc. We have the results show for Terminator 2 tons more Terminator chat. We also do sequel chat. We do James Cameron chat. And we actually end up reviewing the movie Cheaper by the Dozen and the Gomers almost both walk off set. There's some hot takes. It's pretty sweet. Check it out. Patreon.com slash two Gomers.